Historic tour. At the end of the 19th century, Omaha was in its prime as a great railroad center, connecting the settled east with the wide open west. The old market area was at the height of its splendor, bustling with produce, dealers, buyers, and transporters. The bustle continued into the 1950s when Omaha's westward expansion and radical changes in grocery marketing abruptly brought this activity to a halt. That's when Sam Mercer, threatened with building condemnation notices, proposed to rescue his family's red brick warehouses by renovating them for new uses. Most people thought him imprudent. Today, they call him a visionary. Mercer's role was a delicate balance of making things happen and allowing things to evolve. Nonetheless, he was the first to admit that there was never a master plan for developing the old market. We knew these warehouses had possibilities, and to tear them down to construct contemporary buildings would have been like painting over the Mona Lisa, Mercer insisted. Change happens all the time, but it has to be the right kind of change. Though Mercer passed away in February 2013, his legacy in the old market lives on. Preservation and maintenance of the architectural integrity of the buildings remains a guiding principle. Sam Mercer, the old market's godfather, adapted from an article by Leo Adam Biga. The son of prominent Omaha physician and landowner Nelson Mercer, Samuel Mercer was born and raised in London, England, and educated at Oxford and Yale. After living in Washington, D.C., he based his law practice in Paris, where he mostly lived the rest of his life, holding dual citizenship. In Paris, Mercer cultivated relationships with avant-garde artists. Artist Eva Apelli was his second wife. On his handful of trips to Omaha each year, Mercer cut an indelible figure with his shoulder-length gray hair, his transatlantic accent, and his waxing on far-ranging subjects. He spoke perfect French. With the death of his father in 1963, Mercer took control of the Mercer Management Company in Omaha. He appreciated the century-old brick warehouses, some Mercer owned, comprising the wholesale produce market just southeast of downtown. In 1968, Mercer moved strategically to gain control of a collection of buildings in what is now the old market. It was Mercer's idea to make the ground floor space of the former Galinsky Fruit Company into a French restaurant. It became the old market's signature spot, the French Cafe, with apartments above it. More anchor attractions followed. Homer's, M's Pub, Mr. Toad, the Spaghetti Works, Nouvelle Eve, the Firehouse Dinner Theater, and the Bemis. With his son Mark and daughter-in-law Vera and nephew Nicholas Bonham Carter, the Mercers evolved this never-planned but organically developed area. Distinct features to this day include the Passageway, B. Mertz, La Bove, and the Boiler Room. Sam Mercer viewed the old market as an evolving social experiment and art project aligned with his own desires. He passed away February 5th, 2013 at his home in Honfleur, France. He was 92. Old Market Historic Tour The Old Market is filled with sites and buildings of historic interest. Several of these have been specifically identified and researched. As a result, an Old Market Historic Walking Tour with identification plaques of these edifices began in 2003. The Anheuser-Busch Beer Depot, 1887 1213 Jones Street. Now it's the home of the new BLK ad agency and art gallery. 
Omaha was a rich brew of immigrants, and many of them brought with them a well-developed taste for hops, which gave a rise to half a dozen local breweries in the late 19th century. In 1887, Anheuser-Busch of St. Louis built a distribution complex here in Omaha designed by Henry Voss in the Romanesque style. The existing office building is all that remains of the four buildings, which also included a stable, a bottling department, and a combination beer vault and ice house. The complex had a refrigeration capacity equivalent to 10 rail cars of beer. The company employed 16 men and six teams of horses for deliveries. Prohibition capped the beer business in 1916, but later the complex housed the Industrial Chemical Supply Company and a furniture stripping firm. In the 1960s and 1970s, the office building was a private residence for several different individuals. In 1989, Alley Pointer Architecture renovated the interior as office space for its own business. In 1988, a finial over the west side of the door was toppled by wind and then stolen. It has never been recovered. Bomb Iron Company Building, 1880, 1221 Harney Street, now the home of Bomb Hydraulics Company. The building has carried the bomb iron name since the early 1900s. At one time, the firm was the largest wholesaler of iron products in the Midwest, dealing in iron, steel, and heavy hardware, and doing business in Nebraska, Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, Idaho, Iowa, and Kansas. The cast iron storefront for the structure, in the Italianate style, was made in St. Louis and assembled on-site here in Omaha in 1880. Originally three stories... The fourth story was added in 1891. The original owners were Steele, Johnson & Company. They're wholesale grocers. After the addition to the fourth floor, the wholesale hardware and cutlery firm of Lee Clark Andreessen used the building. After purchasing, Bomb Iron Company occupied the property in 1905. David Allen, manager of Bomb Iron, was a familiar sight in the 1980s downtown Omaha as he walked to work from his home at 37th and Dewey Streets. The Omaha Bemis Bag Company, 1887 to 1902. It's at 614 South 11th Street, now the home of the Blue Barn Theater. A growing export trade in flour and accessible railways attracted the J.M. Bemis & Company bag manufacturers to Omaha in 1887. The business had its start a quarter century earlier in St. Louis when bags became a thrifty alternative choice over boxes and wooden barrels. By 1900, Bemis's bags, six factories, made it the largest bag manufacturer in the world. Local architects Louis Mendelssohn and Harry Laurie chose the commercial style developed in Chicago in the 1800s for its Omaha plant. Construction by Hart and Lindsay was accomplished in three phases from 1887 to 1902. The original five stories fronted only 66 feet on 11th Street. A three-story building was added to the west in 1897, and the factory complex was completed with the addition of six stories to the south in 1902. In 1977, Bemis Bag moved and gave the site to the city. In 1983, it was sold to the Mercer family and converted to living spaces for the Bemis Project, a not-for-profit artist colony. A 1999 fire severely damaged the original building. The Burlington Building, 1879, located at 1004 Farnham Street, now office space for lease. The initial B identifies this as the headquarters for the Burlington and Missouri River Railroad, which occupied the upper floors upon completion in 1879 of the original building, designed by A.R. Dufresne, Nave, McCord, and Brady. Wholesale grocers occupied the first floor. 
1885, a fourth floor and a 22-foot front addition to the west was completed. In 1899, a local architect, Thomas Kimball, was hired to remodel the structure to resemble the Chicago, Burlington, and Quincy Railroad building, a Chicago showplace. He replaced the original cast-iron facade with brick and stone trim, tearing out the center of the building to add a skylighted interior courtyard, ornate ironwork, an elevator, and a floor of octagonal glass bricks, which allowed light into the basement. Each floor had fireproof and burglar-proof vaults and several fireplaces. In 1966, the Burlington Railroad left the building and sold it to the city. It was then used until 1983, when it was restored for office space, becoming one of the first successful renovations of a 19th century building in Omaha. Hotel Howard, 1909. 1002 Howard Street, now home to Mr. Toad Pub. The Howard Hotel was constructed in the classical revival style in 1909, shortly after the death of Samuel D. Mercer, owner of many of the buildings in the area and the patriarch of the family that later was instrumental in establishing the Old Market Historical District in Omaha. From its beginnings, the Howard benefited from the flourishing produce trade and the proximity to trains and wholesale businesses. Early in the morning, produce was piled on the sidewalls in the area, and peddlers would come to load their wagons with a variety of fresh fruits and vegetables. During Prohibition, people bought hops to make their own homebrew. The Howard served as a hotel until 1969, when the area was just beginning to show signs of revival as a tourist attraction. In 1970, the ground floor became one of the old market's earliest entertainment venues when Mr. Toad, an indoor-outdoor pub, was opened. The name Mr. Toad came from a character in the English book The Wind in the Willows. Later, the Mercer family restored the upper floors to living spaces. J.P. Cook Buildings, 1885 to 1889, 1307 to 1315 Howard Street. Omaha's first municipal swimming pool, the new Natatorium, originated in the basement of the westernmost of these three buildings, and vestiges of it can still be seen there. The ornamental work at the building's top announces that E. Homan Thayer constructed it in 1889. The cast iron facade is considered a classic, and the immense windows suggest the then contemporary development of the curtain wall and skyscraper in Chicago. Skinner Manufacturing's first plant was located here briefly in 1911 to 1912, and later it was home to Peterson Litho and Printing Company. In the early 1960s, J.P. Cook & Company, makers of a variety of rubber and metal stamps, moved here. It succeeded the Cook Time Stamp Company, founded in Omaha in 1887. The construction of the properties abutting to the east began in 1885. The notable occupant of these buildings was Tribune Publishing, which printed the Daily Tribune, at one time the only German-language daily in the West. It was one of the few German papers that survived the harsh feelings occasioned by Germany's participation in World War I. Millard Block, 1880-1881, to 1101-1107 Harney Street, new home to the Rock Bottom Brewery. Omaha capitalist Ezra Millard, a former mayor of Omaha and the man whom a western suburb was named, erected the four-story Millard Block in 1880 and 81. The first tenants were Tool Mall & Company, Wholesale Dry Foods, Reed Jones & Company, Boots and & Shoes, and W.L. Parrott & Company, Hats and & Caps. But by the beginning of the 20th century, the busy factory of the F.P. Kirkenball Boot Company was established here. It was once the world's largest producer of riding boots, supplying them for such prestigious customers as King Gustav V of Sweden and Emperor Yoshihito of Japan. 
as well as working cowboys everywhere. On the night of January 28, 1905, a fire gutted the interior of the building, but left standing the sturdy walls, which are 30 inches thick at the base. The interior was then rebuilt and a fifth floor added to the building, enabling the Kirkenball Boot Company factory to stay another 50 years. In 1995, Rubin Distributing Company left the building to make way for new upscale apartments and Austin's, a regional steakhouse chain which was replaced by Famous Dave's and later Rock Bottom Brewery. Morse Co-Building, 1892 and 1893. 1123 Howard Street, now the First National Bank of Omaha branch and home to Mayfield Apartments. Architects Finley and Shields designed this five-story brick building built in 1892 and 93 for $40,000. Footwear wholesalers W.V. Morrison Company and Charles A. Cohen Company combined to manufacture a thousand shoes daily here with sales focused on the western half of the country. By 1900, Morris had taken over the building and used the first three floors for its wholesale boot business and rented the upper floors to the Burn and Hammer Dry Foods Company for the manufacturing of textiles. Throughout the years, the upper levels served as warehouse space for several wholesale commodities, including coffee, groceries, and draperies. Manufacturers and wholesalers occupied the lower levels, among them Brady Lewis Manufacturing Company, the maker of Omaals. They were also producers of furniture, window shades, and veterinary supplies. In the 1950s, Mayfair Textiles, a wholesale distributor of fabrics, became associated with the building, later expanding to showcase a retail business on the lower levels. When that business moved to the West in 1999, the building was redesigned for luxury apartments, preserving the historic integrity of the structure, including the original fire escape. Omaha Firehouse, 1903-1904, 514 South 11th Street, now home of the Upstream Brewing Company. In 1903, George Fisher and Harry Laurie designed the fire substation number one in the then-popular Chateauesque style. The gabled third floor gave the building the look of a French chateau. On April 9, 1917, firefighters were sunning themselves out front when a bystander rushed to tell them that their building was on fire. The two-alarm fire destroyed the third floor, which housed the hayloft for the horse-drawn engines. The top of the building was removed, and it was remodeled with a new maintenance facility called a fire shop. It continued to operate as the firehouse until lack of manpower during World War II forced it to close. In 1972, the building was reopened with applause as the firehouse dinner theater and live shows were staged here until 1991. In 1996, architect Dave Erickson converted the firehouse into a restaurant and a microbrewery called the Upstream Brewing Company, with the original 1903 cornerstone as the interior showpiece. The patio on the east side of the building became home to a stone trough that once treated thirsty horses and dogs at Capitol Avenue and 17th Street. The Skinner Macaroni Building, 1914 and 1915. 1323 Jackson Street, now home to Skinner Macaroni Lofts. Increasing business led the Skinner Manufacturing Company to build its six-story brick building in 1914. Designed by architect Harry Laurie, it was doubled in size with the addition of 66 feet to the east a year later. The new building was Skinner's third plant. Brothers Paul F. and Lloyd M. Skinner, who used national advertising as early as 1912, founded it in 1911. Skinner was a leading manufacturer of macaroni and cereal products. Omaha was close to the Durham wheat supply, the only wheat that can be used for a top quality product. Skinner conserved wheat during World War I by originating Corn Roni, an economical macaroni product made from corn and wheat. 
1925, it developed Raisin Bran to supplement revenues, and in 1927, it introduced Cheese Roni, one of the first macaroni and cheese products. Skinner moved to a new Omaha plant in 1961, and Commercial Optical Company occupied the building soon after. In 1996, Emil Vohaska completed 26 new living spaces here, transforming the building into the macaroni apartments. Union Station, 1931, 801 South 10th Street, new home to the Durham Museum. 40,000 people came on January 15, 1931 for the dedication of Omaha's Union Station, which had been designed in the Art Deco style to express the distinctive character of the railroad, strength, power, and masculinity. Designed by Gilbert Stanley Underwood, a chief consulting architect for Union Pacific Railroad and later the National Park Service, the Omaha station was considered among his largest and most visible railroad projects. The station reached its peak of service during World War II when as many as 64 passenger trains carrying 10,000 soldiers and civilians passed through the station each day. Passenger service declined through the 1950s and 60s and Union Station closed its doors in the spring of 1971. Union Pacific briefly considered demolishing Union Station before donating the building to the city of Omaha in 1973. That same year, the Western Heritage Society was formed to preserve the building and to establish a museum for the community. Today, Union Station is home to the Durham Museum, featuring first-class exhibits that preserve our region's history and traveling exhibits that cover subjects ranging from history and culture to science and industry. Windsor Hotel, 1885 to 1887. 520 to 524 South 10th Street, now home to the Windsor Square Apartments. The Windsor Hotel, designed in the Italianate style, was constructed in two phases. The East Wing was completed in 1885, and an addition to the West was finished in 1887. It was designed to be a working man's hotel, and with its proximity to both the Union and Burlington train stations, it became known as a railroader's hotel. Railroad passengers stopped at its restaurant and bar during layovers. The Windsor overlooked the stalls of the noisy, open-air public market to the west from 1903 until the market folded in 1964. Renamed the Windsor Inn, it was the last hotel in operation in the old market when it closed on June 30, 1979. In 1985, Emil Vohaska and Pete Drake completed their renovation of the building as the Windsor Square Apartments. Nearly a decade later, Vohaska memorialized his grandson, Sam's Molek, by adding the Lion Fountain to the south side of the building. Four-year-old Sam had died of leukemia in 1994. In that year, the Windsor became next-door neighbor to the revived farmer's market during summer weekends. The Overland Hotel, 1218 Howard Street, now home to Ashley's Collectibles. The Overland Hotel originally was a two-story building with the main floor in 1889 occupied by P.J. Harbaugh and Sons, builder of carriages, donkey carts, and wagons for vendors of Jobbers Canyon and early businesses. Workers from these businesses and from the Union Pacific Railroad occupied the upper-level hotel rooms. Over the years, the building housed numerous owners and uses. In 1903, a third level was added for more hotel rooms. Around 1934, the Barrel House Saloon occupied the main floor corner. Affordable Piano and Organ Company and the Nebraska Department of Labor came in the 1940s. The two top floors remained a hotel until present. Randy Ashley, the owner of this historical significant hotel and building, has renovated the main floor and exposed a beautiful staircase that is now part of one of Omaha's largest gift and collectible stores. 
Poppleton Block, 1001 Farnham Street, now home to the Omaha Visitor Center. The three-story Italianate Poppleton Block was constructed in 1880 for a prominent Omaha attorney, Andrew Jackson Poppleton, who was the second mayor of the city of Omaha. His most famous case was the defense of Standing Bear, the Ponca Indian chief who had been denied the rights of a person under the law. The case set legal precedent of granting Native American Indians the status of as being treated as a person under the law. The building was in the forefront of a trend toward new construction and changed land use in that section of downtown Omaha. The Poppleton Block is significant as a fine example of the high Victorian Italianate style of architecture in the Midwest during the latter part of the 19th century. This style was considered to be the practical commercial style of the day. The major elements of the high Victorian Italianate found in the 1880 Poppleton Block are the broadly projecting cornice supported by brackets, the vertical emphasis displayed in the three bays of the facade, the stilted segmental arches of the third-story windows, and the sharp, angular cast-iron details. The Poppleton Block was known as the most elegant and commodious building in the city of Omaha. The building today is home to the Omaha Convention and Visitors Bureau Visitors Center. Aquila Court, 1615 Howard Street, now home to the Magnolia Hotel. Built in 1923, the Aquila Court building was designed by the architectural firm of Holliburton and Roche and built by Chicago financier Chester Cook. The building was named to honor Chester's grandfather, and the faces of George and Aquila Cook are featured on the front of the building. The large U-shaped structure is constructed of Bedford limestone and contains Tennessee marble floors and a Brazilian cherrywood lobby. The building design was based on the Bargello, a palace in Florence, Italy. The Aquila Court served as a mixed-use building offering office and retail space and studio apartments. In 1974, it was named to the National Register of Historic Places. In 2006, Magnolia Hotels purchased the Aquila Court and began renovating the property. Today, Magnolia Hotel Omaha is a 145-room boutique hotel with 20 suites and a spacious presidential suite. The hotel also boasts an outdoor courtyard and an ultra-chic lounge and bar. Both leisure and corporate travelers frequent the hotel, which also hosts many wedding celebrations.